Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast, where it is our intention to ease the burden at the end of this financial year with helpful tips to complete your tax return. My name is Lucy Good, and I'm the founder of Beanstalk Single Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog that covers everything for your single mother journey, a light-hearted Facebook group called The Single Mum Vine, where we focus on the good parts of single motherhood, and my much-talked-about single mum e-course, as well as exclusive single mum discounts and giveaways. And it can all be found on my website, beanstalkmums.com.au. But back to the present and to this podcast where I chat to Tim Lowe, who is the Assistant Commissioner at the ATO and Tax Times Spokesperson for 2021. Now, alongside many other duties, Tim's role at the ATO involves improving the outcomes for individuals who are not in business to make it easier and simpler for them to comply with their tax obligations. And that is exactly why we are talking to him today. Tim, welcome to the Beanstalk Single Mums podcast. Thanks, Lucy. Thanks for having me today. It's great to have you on. Now, we'll just let the listeners know that we might have a few uh, delays here. We've, we've just had one attempt at recording and we had a big delay, but we're trying another method now, aren't we, Tim? So fingers crossed we're going to be okay. Exactly. <laughs> um, so look, I spoke to Karen Foch, one of your colleagues at the ATO this time last year about the same topic. And I remember thinking at the time, oh, this time next year, we'll all be back to normal um, and everything will be easier. But um, I was very wrong. Um, and in fact, you are in lockdown in Melbourne right now, aren't you, Tim? Yeah, that's right, Lucy. So yeah, unfortunately, we've got another short shortest lockdown this time around in melbourne so we're all looking forward to getting out very soon so but i'm yeah. really um grateful to be able to chat to you today yes that's one of the great things isn't it about us all learning how to live in lockdown is being able to communicate so well online to get the information that we need out even though we can't necessarily go out our houses to do it <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so this saga um, of the whole coronavirus, for want of a better word, um, it's set to continue for some time and it does make everything just that little bit more challenging. And that includes tax time, as if it wasn't challenging enough. Uh, would, you, <laughs> would you say it does make it slightly harder? Yeah, it does make things slightly uh, difficult, uh, Lucy, but we are trying to make things a lot easier, as you said before, with tax. Uh, and we've got a couple of uh, new things that we've introduced this year, which I'll be happy to talk about uh, later on in the podcast. That's really great. And look, I'm going to try and keep my mouth shut for once um, because I have got actually 10 questions for you, uh, which I think are great. They're going to really, really help single mums who are looking to do their tax returns and cover off on a lot of questions that they have. So I'll let you do most of the talking, I promise. <laughs> uh, are you ready to go? I'm ready, ready when you are, Lucy. Okay, question number one, and it's a great starting point. So for the people who maybe haven't lodged a tax return before or who might need some reminding, can you run us through who needs to lodge and how this can be done? Well, Lucy, generally speaking, if you had tax taken out of your pay during the year or earned over $18,200 during the financial year, and the financial year is 1 July to 30 June, you do need to lodge a tax return. Uh, there are certain Australian government payments, pensions and allowances that must be declared on your tax return. 
including carer payment, job seeker payment, sickness allowance, and parenting payments. If you're unsure about whether you need to lodge a return, uh, the easiest way to check is to use our Do I Need to Lodge tool, which is available on the ATO's website. So your listeners might be wondering, you know, how do I lodge a tax return? Well, there are two ways. You can do so online uh, using MyTax or through a registered tax agent. So if you're lodging online using MyTax, it's a really quick, easy, safe, and secure way to prepare and lodge your own tax return. It's web-based, so there's no need to download anything, and you can generally receive your refund within two weeks. Uh, you can lodge your return on any device, computer, smartphone, or tablet. And if you, if you have simple affairs, um, it will take you less than 30 minutes to complete your tax return, which is faster than it takes to get your young kids to eat their dinner sometimes. <laughs> get... <laughs> we might not all agree with that. but <laughs> <laughs> to, get, to get started, um, you'll need a MyGov account linked to the ATO so you can access MyTax. We make it easy for those lodging online by automatically filling out your tax return with information that's reported to us by your employers, banks, Services Australia, health funds, and other third parties. For most people, um, this is information will be available by late July. So you just need to check the details are correct and add anything that's missing from the tax return. And this will make the tax return process smoother, save you time, and get your tax return right the first time. Now, we often see lots of mistakes uh, in early July as people rush to get their tax returns done. So if you are lodging early, then it is important that you take some extra time to carefully make sure that everything has been included. And just a rem reminder, you have until 31 October to lodge. Now, if you don't want to lodge your return yourself, you can also lodge your tax return through a registered tax agent. Uh, most ta registered tax agents have special lodgement schedules uh, and can lodge returns for clients later than 31 October. If you are using a registered tax agent, contact them before 31 October as you need to be on their books by then. Okay. So it can actually be advisable just to try not to do it too early and wait until that information is sort of automatically sent through. That could save a bit of time and energy doing your tax return if you wait a little bit. That, that's right, Lucy. Yeah, if you wait till the end of July, that will, uh, all that information will be automatically included. Yeah. And then it's really just simply putting your deductions in and just checking it to make sure you've got all your income in there. Yeah, so I can imagine if you do it too soon and you make a mistake, you're probably delaying it. So that's a good piece of advice. Perhaps if you can, to just wait until all that information comes in. It will save you, save you time and energy um, and possible mistakes. So that's a great tip. Um, and look, many of our listeners would have had some sort of employment over the past 12 months. Uh, what advice do you have for them um, to determine what they can and can't claim for as work-related expenses? Because this can get a little bit confusing. Yeah, look, if you, if you spent money on things to do your job, uh, you may be able to claim a deduction in your tax return. Um, so this may include items like working from home expenses, which we'll talk a bit uh, later on about in the podcast. All you need to remember is to follow the three golden rules for claiming a deduction. So uh, you must have spent the money yourself and not be reimbursed. The expense must relate to earning income and not be private in nature. And you also need to keep records, like receipts, for deductions you claim. We may ask you to show us these records uh, in the future, and you need to keep them for at least five years. Uh, remember, if your expense was used for both work-related and private purposes, uh, you can only claim the work-related portion of the expense. Um, the private use bit isn't deductible. To make things easier, we have close to 40 occupation industry guides, 
which outline what deductions might be available to, to you depending on your occupation. There are some deductions you can claim that aren't work related to work expenses, such as gift and donations and the cost of managing your tax affairs. At the ATO, we want all Aussies to claim the deductions they're entitled to, nothing more, nothing less. And looking for an old receipt from last year is like trying to find a needle in the haystack. Mm. So the best tip I can ha I give to your listeners is to keep good records by using the My Deductions tool in our ATO app. Now it's a free tool uh, and it's a convenient way to keep all your expense records in the one place. All you need to do is take a photo of the receipt at the time you make a work-related expense. And then come tax time, you can upload the details from the app straight into your return in MyTax. Or if you're using a tax agent, email the information to them. And you can download the ATO app from the App Store on your device. You've got to love an app, haven't you? I mean, they are just so handy, the apps that are around nowadays. And that's such a great way to record everything. And I think it is one of the most complicated questions for a lot of people is what is a work-related expense? And I think even I'm going to uh, click on that occupation and industry guides um, and have a look through that for my own personal purposes with my business and I'll put that link into the uh, page on the Big Talk Mums website where we have this podcast so people listening who are thinking where can I get to that occupation and industry guides information the link will be on the page where you found this podcast if you came through the Beanstalk website um, so that's really helpful thank you um, and so debt let's talk about debt if one of our listeners ends up with a tax bill <laughs> after lodging their tax return what do they do then lucy if one of your listeners is worried that they will have difficulty paying their tax bill on time or they've already missed a lodgement due date they should get in, in touch with us you know at the ato we're here to help so we understand that you know there, there are going to be unexpected life events that can make it hard to pay your tax and super on time and if you're trying to do the right thing, we are really committed to understanding your situation and helping you with the steps you need to take. Now you can go to MyGov and use our ATO online services to set up, adjust or cancel a payment plan, or you may be able to set up one by calling one of our automated phone service on 137226. If you prefer to talk to someone uh, about your situation, you can call us on 131142 and you can talk to one of our team members who can work with you to manage your bill. I will say this, it's never too late to speak with us. Um, we're available between 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday to Friday and 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Saturday to help you. And I might just add that, you know, just in case people didn't realise, but based on last year, four to five people uh, typically uh, received a refund. So there is a good chance that you're likely to be in a refund position, especially with the recent tax cuts and the lower middle income tax offset. Yeah, definitely. I think that is what most people are expecting. So actually um, receiving a bill can be a bit of a shock. Um, but the main thing is not to panic, to, to, to take action. Like with any kind of debt, yes. the, the, most, the, the first step is taking action and um, getting the support you need to sort that out. So thank you for providing those phone numbers and for also letting us know that there are people to speak to about it. Don't just hide, don't just hide it away and pretend it's not happening. Yeah. That is, is not right. the way. That is not going to work that way okay and now our sign of the times question what are the tax implications for people who have received the job keeper job seeker or assess super under the covid measures yeah lucy it's important to know that most government payments that you receive in your tax return 
uh, that you receive in your tax return. At the ATO, we make things easier for most people by automatically including this information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with job seeker, so with job keeper, job keeper payments need to be included in your tax return. Now, if you're an employee and you've received job keeper from your employer, the payments will be included as salary and wages or allowances in your income state statement provided by your employer. So there's nothing to do. Um, your income statement can be accessed via MyGov, and this information, as I said, is automatically included into your tax return by the end of July. If you are using a registered tax agent, they also have access to this information as well. One thing to note is that if you are a sole trader who has received a JobKeeper payment on behalf of your business, you will need to include the payments manually as business income. Now, in relation to JobSeeker, again, that's a taxable payment, and that needs to be included in your tax return. Um, it will also automatically be included um, as a job seeker payment in your tax return at the Australian Government Allowances and Payments section, again, by early July. Uh, in relation to COVID early release of super, um, if, you did, if you did have to access your super under the COVID-19 measure, you don't need to pay any tax on this and you don't need to include it in your tax return. Okay, all right, that's really helpful. And um, yeah, maybe we will be asking different questions around it this time next year when hopefully coronavirus is a thing of the past. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Um, but um, yeah, again, something else that's very related to the pandemic, we've got lots of people working from home. Uh, lots of our mums are doing that, even one or two days a week. So is there anything that these working from home mums need to know when they're doing their tax return, Tim? No, that's a good question, Lucy. Well, we know many Australians have been working from home and um, there are effectively three methods you can use to calculate your working from home expenses this financial year. We've got a temporary shortcut method, a fixed rate method of 52 cents per hour or the actual expenses method. I'll cover off on the temporary shortcut method because this is a method that we introduced this year to make things easier for, for, for people uh, working from home for the, probably for the first time in many, many cases. Uh, and so how the, the temporary shortcut method of 80 cents per hour works is you work out the number of hours you've worked from home uh, and multiply that by 80 cents per hour. Uh, and that covers all your running costs. Uh, so you can't claim any additional costs. So it's a really easy and simple way to claim all your working from home deductions. And all you need to do is just keep a record of the number of hours you've worked from home. And that can be just like a roster, uh, timesheet, or some diary entries. So in terms um, of, of the costs that are covered uh, with, with that, it covers all your working from home costs, as I said before. So um, it covers things like your, your cooling, your cleaning, your heating and lighting, lighting costs. It covers um, the, your, your technological costs, like the internet costs and telephone costs. It also covers um, the depreciation of um, items such as home office uh, equipment and furniture, as well as uh, costs such as um, your laptops and your, um, your tablet computers and the like. So it's a really easy way um, to um, claim your working from home expenses. And you don't actually have to incur these type of expenses to claim um, claim using the shortcut method. All you need to do, as I said before, is work out the number of hours of work from home and multiply by that, multiply that by 80 cents per hour. Um, the best thing to do if you want to choose that option um, is to, as I said before, keep a record of, of the number of hours you work from home. And is that, because um, you're saying it's a temporary shortcut method, mm. um, 
when you say temporary how long is that that's obviously not for you work from home all the time it's just if they're working from home for a shorter period of time is it no, it, it, it'll apply for the whole year. So effectively, okay. if, if you, yeah, so it, it, it's, it's really just dependent on how many hours you've worked from home. So if you've done, say, 20 hours at, at home for the year and you've done it for the whole year, then, yeah, you just work out 20 times, you know, 52 weeks times 80 cents. And that's effectively your, yeah. your tax deduction for all your working from home expenses. So it's a really simple way of paying oh, yeah, yeah. home expenses. Wow, that makes that makes it so much easier, doesn't it? Yep. Oh, God, that's great. Yeah, that's a, a really, really helpful tip for mums who are working from home um, yeah. just to, to, to use that temporary shortcut method of 80 cents per hour. Super that's easy. Right. I think that Super alone easy. is going to help so many people. Um, so let's move on. How does, the, yes, this is a really important one. How does the Services Australia end of year balancing work? Yeah, good question, Lucy. Well, the Services Australia payments, such as the family tax benefit or the childcare subsidy payments, are based on an estimate of the income that you give Services Australia. So after you lodge your tax return, we send you your tax information to Services Australia, who then do a balancing adjustment or reconciliation. So you, you, may, you may get paid an extra amount extra, or they may ask you to repay an amount. You know, it's better to overestimate your income so you don't end up with a debt. Now, if you're a client of the child support agency, they also need to do a reconciliation of your income. So there might be an adjustment to your entitlements with them. These reviews generally take a couple of days, depending on when a person lodges their tax return and the number of agencies involved. Mm, yes, and that's another thing that does make it a lot easier that that information is all moved across so you don't need to worry too much about it and definitely a great tip to overestimate so you don't end up owing money at the end. It's always nice to be owed a little something, a little bit of a reward that's, there. That's right, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I think, I think that's, that, that's our main worry is, is underestimating and having a bill so mm. everyone completely overdoes it. Um, but, I mean, you, you can't overestimate too much, can you? You have to get it as close as you possibly can. Is there some sort of penalty for overestimating too much? No, there isn't a penalty. But, it, yeah, like you said, Lucy, it's really important to, to, you know, if you can, to get it as close as possible to, to what you think the amount uh, is that you're we entitled to. So there isn't too much of an adjustment at the end of the year. Yeah, it's much better. And it's hard at the moment, isn't it? Because everyone's in and out of work and changing jobs and on the job seeker, job keeper. So sometimes it is quite hard at the moment to know. So it's just about trying to get it as close as you can and going over, if anything. Um, and it's That's great exactly to know right. that information is all sent through and done for us. So we don't need to worry too much about that. Um, now, is there anything different for single parents to consider when lodging their tax return, I guess, as opposed to um, partnered parents? Yep, yep. Now, look, one area where people sometimes make a mistake when preparing their tax return is with the spouse question. So even if you only had a spouse for part of the year, you, you need to provide their details. And, you know, look, we know it can be tricky uh, if you don't know what their income is. So we, we just ask for the best estimate. Uh, and if you, if you are using a tax agent, uh, make sure you tell them of your change in spouse status as well. Uh, you'll need to make sure that you tell Services Australia as well, uh, straight away, as it can, can affect uh, your Centrelink payments if you're entitled to them. Uh, uh, if you have a baby, um, don't forget to add your child to your private health insurance policy, um, if you have one. 
uh, if you don't, uh, it can impact uh, the Medicare uh, surcharge levy that uh, you may need to pay. Uh, in terms of tax file numbers for your, your kid's bank account, if you set up, if you have set up a bank account for your child or children, you may need to declare the bank interest to us. Uh, who declares that interest depends on who owns or uses the funds of that mm. account. So no matter what type of account it is or the name of the account holder. Now, if you don't provide a TFN, then the bank needs to withhold tax from any interest. Um, you'll need to consider who provides the money, such as the initial and ongoing deposits into the account, uh, decides how the money should be spent, regardless of who it is spent on. And if you do provide the money and spend it as you like, you must include the interest uh, in your tax return. Um, as I mentioned before, you know, we, we do try and make it easier uh, to keep good records. As I said before, um, using the ATO app and the, using the My Deductions tool to store your receipts on a go is really good. Uh, and it's easy to do this as you spend the money rather than keeping receipts in the, in the shoebox under the bed. Yes, I'm just thinking of my little box with all my receipts in it. <laughs> I think it's got about four years worth in it now. And they're all faded. They fade so quickly. Yes. So, yes, that, that little app sounds very um, tempting to use. Um, and I will just add as well, because you made a point that um, when anything changes in your circumstances um, and when you become a single parent, it's really important to mm. tell services Australia straight away. And I'm actually going to be talking to them uh, in a few weeks' time about what you need to do when you do become a single parent so if anyone's a little bit sure about that because that's often what comes up I mean when people separate there's so much going on it's like oh my god who am I meant to be telling what am I meant to be doing mm. um, so we'll be covering all of that um, in that future podcast which I think will be really helpful as well um, now if anyone's tuned out stay with us i know it's tax but this is a really important <laughs> question i'm gonna ask um and it's about staying safe online because it's never been more important we've got scams ramping up during tax time so can you just tell us tim what do we need to protect ourselves online yeah look the most important thing to do is obviously to, to protect your personal information um to do this you should remember to keep your tax file number safe only give it to your bank employer after you've started working for them and you registered mm. tax agent if you are using one uh, and don't let anyone else use it even if they are a friend so i think of a tfn as like a, your bank account details you don't want to give that to anybody um otherwise that you know they can use that information uh, for different mm -hmm. purposes that we we don't want them to use it for um the other tip we would say is don't share your mygov or other online passwords with anyone uh, not even your tax agent if you use one um, mm -hmm. Um, thirdly, don't include your TFN passwords or other sensitive information in emails. Uh, be careful when downloading attachments uh, or clicking links, even if the message seems to come from someone you know. Um, at the ATO, we'll never send you an email with a link. Uh, so don't click uh, any links that are purported to be from the ATO because that's probably a, a scam, scam email. Yeah. Um, I would also suggest installing the latest security updates and run regular antivirus and malware scams. And finally, be aware that there are scams that may try to trick you into paying money or giving out your personal information. Typically, we see scammers trying to impersonate the ATO uh, by pretending to be from the ATO and calling you or sending you an SMS or an email telling you that you've got a refund or tax debt to pay. Um, what I would say um, is this, that um, if you feel unsure about something um, and it's, let's say, a phone call, 
just hang up and um, yeah. go to the ATO website and just check if, if that's a scam. So yeah, don't don't feel obliged to keep listening to the person. Just yeah, if you think it sounds like a scam, um, just hang up. Yeah, I've had a few of them recently. Uh, a very very uh, aggressive voice telling me that they're from the ATO and um, I have to pay money or I'm going to get arrested. That's what I've had, yep, a couple that, of those. Yep. I mean, honestly, that's, uh, that's a fairly obvious one, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like, there are some that aren't as obviously um, unreal. So you do, I guess if you just feel anything isn't quite right to, um, to just put the phone down or don't yeah. open the attachment or do anything like that. Um, and yes, yeah, thank you for the advice around the tax file number. I've got a 17, nearly 18 year old daughter and um, we had to get her tax file number, which she then keeps losing. And then I have to keep yeah. finding. It's one of those <laughs> things, isn't it? That you don't need it for yeah. so long and then suddenly you do need it. And you can't find it yes. anywhere. So it's not only my tax file number, my business's tax file number, but I've now got her tax file number. So yes, I put them all in a private place where I can get them easily because um, yes, we do have to be very careful with all of this information. Um, so for mums with kids who are about to enter the workforce, what tips do you have for them? Well, if you're new to tax and super, you know, we understand that it can be a little overwhelming to begin with. Um, so what we've done at the ATO is we've developed some great resources for our younger taxpayers to help them get started on their tax and super journey. So our new to tax page contains everything from how to obtain a tax file number, which is what you, you would know about, Lucy. Mm-hmm. Yes, know all about that, yes. <laughs> yep. Link, linking your MyGov account to the ATO. Uh, completing yeah, I did, I did a that tax for ret- her as well, by the way. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. You're, excellent work, excellent work. Um, completing a tax return and keeping track of your super as well. So it's really handy because, especially for mums who are just about to start their first job, and might have some questions about what they need to do and the range of services that we can mm. offer. So you can check out our resources um, at ato.gov.au forward slash new to tax. And yeah, also really important for the mums out there who like me have got kids who are going into the workforce for the first time, have to set everything up from scratch. Um, we have to know, uh, we have to know all sorts of stuff to make sure that they are doing everything the right way and teaching them to get into good habits as well. That's um, right. That's right. And so, yeah, we're so happy just... that you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're very happy that you're doing that, Lucy, because yeah, it, is, it, is, it can be quite difficult and can, and can be quite daunting um, when people, when we talk about tax and how to launch your tax return. So yeah, any, any help you can get from family and friends is really appreciated. Yeah. And it seems like such a long time ago that we did it for ourselves, set everything up. It's weird doing it all again for our kids who really in our <laughs> eyes are only five still. They're not turning 18. <laughs> but how did this even happen? Um, but yeah. yes, uh, that's really helpful information. Yeah, to make sure that we, for, for any, for all of the people who are going back to work, starting work, whether they're mums or kids, helpful information and get started with good habits to do it all the right way um okay and my last question for you tim finally where can our mums go for help if they have a question about their tax return i mean i'm sure we've covered most of it but just in case we we've missed something out and they have another question where can they head to no look look, lisa we've got a few options for people to use to get um further help on this so 
uh, as I said, the HA website's uh, fantastic. It's got so much information. And for this tax time, 2021, we've got a dedicated web page uh, at ato.gov.au forward slash tax essentials. Uh, and that tax essential page is, um, is basically a one-stop shop for tax time. So it has everything you need to know about lodging return in 2021, including how to lodge, when to lodge, what you need to include in your return, um, as well as the deductions you can claim. And secondly, uh, if you do need help lodging your tax return, the ATO has got a free tax help service, which is available for people with simple tax affairs, earning around $60,000 or less per year. Okay, that's really helpful to know that. If it's um, for, for those people who are low, because I mean, if, you, if you're earning less, it is pretty simple, your tax, isn't it? So there's some support out there for that as well um and yeah those these links that tim's giving me i'll make sure that when when i put this podcast out um which will hopefully be within the week i'll put all the links on there so you can just click through quite easily um and get the information that you need but okay in terms of this podcast tim i think i've i think i've covered off on everything and i think you've answered everything and there's no way that They'll possibly need any more information because we've been so thorough. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, every every single person is unique and has unique circumstances. So yeah, you know, we've provided information as well if they do need to to ask more questions. And I think we've this is probably one of the most information packed podcasts that I've 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 done. Um, so I'm really hoping that uh, it will help the single mums listening. So Tim. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your your lockdown period <laughs> to chat Thanks, to me yeah. today. No, thank you so much, Lucy, and I really appreciate the opportunity to to speak to your listeners about tax. And you know, I'm hoping they got at least a couple of tips out of um, our conversation today. Uh, and I wish you all well. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, I've certainly got some tips, so I'm sure the listeners will have too. Um, and I'm sending strength to you and to everyone in Melbourne at the moment. Who's You're coming to the finishing line of this lockdown, aren't you? I think you've got till tomorrow at midnight to go. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, really looking forward to that and, yeah, being able to, to move out of the house again. Um, yeah. But, yeah, really, thank you. Thank you for the kind words, Lucy. Yeah, no problem. If I'm speaking to you this time next year, let's hope we don't, we can be saying, yeah, you know, we're coming to the end of all this coronavirus stuff. We're going back to normal, but I won't speak to you soon because you just can't tell. That's what we're learning, aren't we? You can't tell what's around Absolutely. the corner anymore. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, <laughs> weird old we live in at the moment. Um, so to the single mums listening, look, tax time can be baffling, especially with the complications of COVID and a general lack of time to get your head around everything. I do these podcasts to make your lives easier in any way I possibly can. So I'm really hopeful that this particular one does just that. Remember, if you do need more support after listening, head to the ATO's website. But hopefully we've answered all your questions and you won't even need to. Um, and remember, if you've not visited my website, beanstalkmums.com.au, make sure you do. Not only will you find more podcasts like this, but there's heaps of other wonderful resources for single mothers. Um, and my single mummy course is also now available on the website and it's way more fun than tax returns. <laughs> uh, have a read through the reviews because there are lots of them and they make me pretty proud. Um, and talking about reviews, if this podcast has helped you, and I really hope it has, 
please take just 30 seconds to rate and review it. The more reviews we can get, the easier the podcasts are to find by other single mums who need support, guidance and companionship on their single mother journeys. So until next time, ladies, goodbye.